Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. I'm Mark Anthony, and this is Demolition News Radio, episode 137. In this episode, sustainability is a double-edged sword. This podcast is sponsored by WillowHire.com, the UK's leader in dust suppression equipment. Kick the dust into touch with our new, bigger and better all-in-one dust suppression units for hire. Call Willow on 01582 840045. As a journalist, author and apparently broadcaster, words are my tools. Although it might not always look like it, I ponder over the words I write and say more than is actually healthy. Wherever possible, I try to balance the need to express a view or an opinion with the need to make that opinion easy to consume, digest and understand. I'm constantly editing and rewriting to avoid the use of words that might be misunderstood or misconstrued, that might lead readers and listeners to miss the crux of what I'm trying to say. And I will admit that I get very hung up about how words are used, corrupted and bastardised. I currently have a particular issue with the way in which the term legend is bandied about to describe a person. Elvis Presley was a legend. Prince was a legend. Stevie Wonder still is a legend. Justin Bieber, on the other hand, is an irritating and overhyped little git who needs to pull his trousers up. I digress. The word I really wanted to talk about was sustainability. It's a term that crept silently into the industry vocabulary a few years back while no one was looking. It's a word that has become interchangeable with terms such as environmentally friendly. And rightly so. One of the two dictionary definitions of the word sustainability is the avoidance of the depletion of natural resources in order to maintain an ecological balance. But you will note that I said there are two dictionary definitions of the word sustainability. And it's this second definition, the ability to be maintained at a certain rate or level, where I and the demolition industry has an issue. Demolition News Radio, the independent voice of the global demolition industry. Imagine that you own a classic car, a Jaguar E-type, let's say. The car is your pride and joy. It's driven only on high days and holidays, yet it's polished weekly and maintained regularly. Now, when it comes to that maintenance, assuming you're not doing it yourself, you have two choices. You can go to your nearest Jaguar Land Rover dealership, where you'll be charged £80 just for the privilege of taking your car to this air-conditioned and minimalist haven of automotive excess. A mechanic, let's call him Justin, who wasn't even born when your beloved car rolled off the production line, will spend several hours trying to find a non-existent port into which to plug the laptop computer he relies upon to diagnose faults. Justin will then spend another hour on Google, consulting an imperial to metric converter to ascertain which of his myriad of spanners and wrenches he is supposed to use. A few hours later, Justin will return the car to you, having readjusted the seat just enough to make it feel uncomfortable, and having left a crappy paper mat in the footwell. When you look closely, you can see several greasy thumbprints that good old Justin has left on the polished wood dash. That's one alternative. The other alternative is that you take it back to Bob. Bob is in his 60s and has been working on Jaguars his entire life. He can strip and reassemble an E-Type V12 blindfold. His imperial-sized tools are pristine and still reside in the Jaguar-branded toolbox in which they came. Bob loves your car almost as much as you do. He strokes the bonnet while he's talking to you. He closes the door with the gentlest clunk. He sits on the leather seats lightly and only after he's put a cover on them. Bob doesn't own a laptop. So good old Bob spends a day tinkering with your car. 
When you go to pick it up, it's sparkling inside and out. He's still running a cloth over those gorgeous headlights when you arrive. When you start the engine, she purrs like a well-fed and much-loved Persian cat. You have no idea quite what Bob has done, but you can literally feel just how much it's enhanced the car's performance. Bob comes over, looking slightly embarrassed, and explains that he's had to buy a few parts, so the full service is a little more expensive than he'd anticipated. But you pay the bill willingly and without hesitation, because Bob is an expert in his field. Because Bob loves your car almost as much as you do. Because Bob takes such great care of your pride and joy, just as he has done for the last 15 years since you bought it at the very height of your midlife crisis. And ultimately, because you want Bob to keep taking care of your pride and joy for another 15 years or more. If you're a demolition equipment owner, operator or enthusiast, then there's only one place to be in July next year. The 4th Demo Expo will take place at the Hertfordshire Showground from the 4th till the 6th of July. And it promises to be the biggest demo expo yet. So put those dates in your diary and join us at the Hertfordshire Showground for Demo Expo 2019. It's going to be epic. For someone that writes for a living, I do have a tendency to go off on a Justin Bieber and E-Type Jaguar tangent. But I do have a point. We live in an age in which demolition contracts are won almost entirely based upon cost. Clients and main contractors will go through the motions of analysing presentations and proposals. They will look at a variety of methodologies. They will compare demolition contractor candidates based upon a multitude of spoken and unspoken criterion. But ultimately, the lowest bidder generally gets the work. Same as it ever was. But surely it's time that those companies' individuals letting demolition contracts considered both meanings of the word sustainability. You see, demolition contractors are generally the first trade on site. Not only are they clearing the way for the construction process that is due to follow, they are often setting the tone for that process too. They will be required to recycle arisings to provide materials for that forthcoming construction. They will be expected to minimise vehicle movements and to use low emission equipment and vehicles they will have to control and limit dust, noise and vibration to protect the surrounding environment. And they will be required to do all this to ensure that the overall project begins with an environmental stamp of approval. But a crusher to recycle those arisings costs money. And that cost, together with the cost of the diesel used to fuel it, has risen inexorably in recent years. Those low emission trucks come at a cost too. They cost more to run and to maintain and those Stage 4 compliant excavators cost more than the Stage 3 versions they replaced. They too cost more to run. And dust, noise and vibration monitoring equipment isn't cheap either. This is where the second meaning of sustainability comes in. You see, ideally, clients and main contractors want a bob. They want a recognised expert, one with the right tools and the right experience, someone that cares about their project every bit as much as they do. Trouble is, they're only willing to pay for adjusting. Having done so, having provided the additional management that a Justin requires, having endured Justin's lack of foresight, his inability to think for himself, and his unwillingness to offer considered solutions, the client realises the error of his ways and vows to look beyond initial contract cost and to take into consideration experience and expertise in the future. Six months down the line, that client has another job upon which precisely that experience and expertise is required, where a Justin just won't cut it where only a bob will do. 
so the client consults his records and finds the phone number for the demolition contractor that had invested in the latest crushers, the latest excavators and attachments, the latest emissions compliant trucks, the state of the art dust, noise and vibration monitoring equipment and the highly trained staff to run all of this. He calls the number, but to no avail. Because the company that had met all the standards required to carry out the work safely, efficiently and professionally has gone out of business. The directors have walked away from an industry in which cost is placed above competence. They've been forced out of business by clients that demand sustainability, the avoidance of the depletion of natural resources, but which simultaneously make working professionally in the demolition industry unsustainable. Sustainability is a double-edged sword. If it's to cut one way, then it needs to cut the other way too. Thanks for listening. If you would like to help support this show, Demolition News or the Demolition Magazine, please consider becoming a patron. Just head over to patreon.com forward slash demolition news to find out more.